An unconventional king leads his subjects into a world of his own. With Tom, Gaslit presents The Sweetest King. Christian Bride, oh, Christian Bride, Christian Bride, open wide, Christian Bride, God's here, Christian Bride. Coffee Cup Calypso. Oliver Owens. Christian Bride. Sorry it's been a long time, we were trying to keep it consistent, but we got overwhelmed with our 4th of July day plans. Yeah, hot, steamy, tea-filled, smoky, big... You know, I think 4th of July kind of throws uh, a lot of people for a loop, you know, because mm-hmm. it's like, do we celebrate our country? Do we celebrate all of these, like, kind of not-so-great things that America has done uh, in the name of freedom? Baby mm-hmm. uh, Do we even celebrate freedom? Like, I is, mean, is I that like... Even worth celebrating? Yeah, I mean, I like the idea, but I think feudalism is kind of where it's at. Yeah, I mean... Freedom's a little bit of a faux pas. Yeah, I think, you know, it's... It's kind of like, you know, how uh, people say, you know, communism only works on paper. Well, freedom really only works on paper, hey, too. Hey, communism. Freedom only works on communism. That's true. I Can't mean, build a country on that. Broken promises, welts, dreams. Welts. Welts, dreams, Welt. bashing brains. I mean, I'm not, don't get me wrong, I'm not claiming to be any sort of nationalist for any sort of country, especially not the United States, but yeah, we no. think it, I mean, we definitely did get carried away in our 4th of July plans, and so that's why we didn't have an episode for the last couple of weeks, and I'm sorry, but I mean, it's just kind of the way the cookie crumbles. It's just fugue It's been like a three-week, three-week fuse. We're moving in a gaseous realm. So one of our 4th of July day plans was, you know, we wanted to pay homage, I guess, to, you know, the founders of this country, and the only way we knew how, we were just going to, like, throw some tea in the harbor. So we recently found a harbor that we thought was, like, appropriate to start throwing tea in, and so... Yield appropriate harbor. Yield appropriate harbor in Portland, Oregon. Go visit it. Best harbor in town. Harbor, 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 harbor. Continue, continue. Tell us about the tea. So we were down at the... the we, were at, we were down at the David Arbor Harbor, and, you know, we just had to... We had to see how brown we could make the water. We wanted to see how, you know, if we could get those fishies all hopped up on caffeine and go mm. crazy. Do some jumps, do some spins. Yeah. When it, when it's, get to the, the point. The, uh, the Willamette River. So we're at the Willamette River, and honestly, that thing has been polluted to high heaven. I'm so sorry. That stuff's bringing back the dinosaurs. But, you know, what's a little tea going to do, right? You know, it's all natural. All natural. Uh, so as we're... Hucking these quantities and quantities, bags and bags, crates and crates, barrels and barrels of tea. The stage circumcision of, of the finest display. True. And we notice on the barrels, you know, it says King Paul's tea. And now I'm not aware of any living monarch, you know, because she is dead. Who is she? The queen. Yeah, so, I mean, none of us have heard of this, like, King Paul. I mean, that's kind of like news to us, and it's weird because it's, you know, we have a history podcast, and I just thought we would we would know of such monarchs, especially mm-hmm. with such an iconic name as King Paul. So, I mean, that's kind of where we got our story today, is that we looked at the back of a tea box, and, you know, here we are. So today we're going to be discussing King Paul. 
and what better story comes from just pure curiosity mm -hmm. you just get curious and you yearn to ask questions i, I mean, mean it's a little bit confusing that we didn't know about king paul because kyler is a self-proclaimed expert of monarchies that's true that's me he, he says i'm the crown of crowns i'm the king of queens so, can you tell us a little about King yeah, Paul? Yeah, so, I mean, like, King Paul, very niche. He, he's kind of like the, um, well, first of all, he was the first king to have roommates, good buddies. Uh, they all had this, all their clothes fit each other. Yeah. But, you know, like, not nothing sexual. Just a little, like, a harmless cowboy harem. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, like, don't you ever, like, just refer to your, like, same-sex friends as, like, your little fun harem. Okay, so I, I think I don't know, we have run into a bit of a roadblock here. We're in disagreement about what actually this cowboy harem was to There King was roommates. Paul. There is roommates. He There's respected. a little bit more to that. I mean, Kyler, it's like history has already erased it enough. I don't want to hear gay history being erased, especially like this close to Pride Month. And I don't I don't have any problem with with gay people. I hope he's gay. I mean he has all these beautiful cowboy roommates. I just don't believe it. I'm I'm ready to like crack this turtle shell open. Well, so, let's dig into it. Let's yeah, dig yeah, into let's, it. Let's, let's read his diary. I want to start this story off by saying that we hold historical events in a very high regard in this household and on this podcast. Everything up to this point has been approved and proven true even by somebody we know and trust yeah, personally. Yeah. Dearly. Dearly, yeah. very much so. Only trusted so, people. This is the only story that we know of so far that is you know it might be true it's up in the air it's up yeah. in the air definitely I mean, are you telling me he didn't kiss these beautiful boys on the lips every day like i i'm already like in disbelief that they're just roommates tax payers but we're a historical okay. household i mean we're withering away because me and only don't get fed scraps until we can answer history questions that's so we're, true we're like bone men so that's all i wanted to say i wanted to preface this with this might be true history mm -hmm. rules uh history rules King Paul was appointed to be king, obviously, after his father, the king before him, had died. And his father died of mysterious circumstances. In the history text, it just read that King Paul's father died of too much head. Too much damn head. Darn head. Yeah, uh, historians have kind of been, you know, again, there's a lot of back and forth on this. Uh, some say, you know, it's like, oh, he had too many thoughts, he was thinking about things too much, and then... You know, that led to his demise, but... Well, the picture always Paul's showed his big head full of stories. If I can, you know, try to illustrate to you through uh, vocation... Oh, just try to tell words. us. It's like he had a Kiyari Mundi head. I'm just going to say it. He yeah, just had a Kiyari Mundi head. And I mean, if if Lucas gets mad at us, I mean, it's just like whatever. Yeah, it's like, because it's true. Up. I mean, if, if Lucas got a look at this guy, he would... He would freak out because he wouldn't think, Oh my god, my brilliant Lucas IP was stolen. Yeah. By this middle-aged man with a tree stump head. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yes, so he died of too much head, which we we probably know. You know, modern medicine and everything. We, it's probably a brain tumor. It's an yeah. oblong brain tumor. It's 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 almost certainly a brain tumor, with especially based hair. on the illuminations. So he died, and of course, King Paul was appointed king. And when he died, he was given his father's thumbs. Mm. This was kind of a thing at the time in the region he was born into. Mm. Was 
was a ceremonial custom in his era and his in his place. Thank you very origin. much. And he displayed them on you know as a yeah. collar chain on his collar. Yeah, one of the beliefs was it was a like an afterlife, a passing on kind of ritual where they would hack off the thumbs because they believed it weighed you down yeah. when you were trying to pass the afterlife. They said four fingers up to heaven, two thumbs down. Yeah, it's too much self identity. You have to like really you know, can't be like this guy's who's got two thumbs and this guy's dead. You have to blend in the spirit world. You get your thumbs back when you've earned it, when you've yeah. made your place. Yeah, and, you've good and well earned it. And you know, as a tradition, I mean usually the the son or the heir to the thumb would have them on them in some capacity. King Paul opted for collar chains, yeah. so he could really be... Yay! I would like to put for the record that I think if you had um, the fashion sense, you get a pair of like suspenders with the thumbs always in them, so you look like big business. Yeah, yeah. true. Mm-hmm. When you get your hands on a time machine, then that's what yeah, we know what you're going to do. I'm going to need you to draft me up a drawing of that one. Yeah, after I'm done drafting up the fact that, that he bought penis cages for all his, his, boy, his cowboy harem. That is... Also a recorded fact, but we'll get into that later. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So King farm. Paul was, auto, I mean, like pretty, you know, a lot of the times, especially with monarchies and stuff like that, people really favor the past monarch. And so, you know, you might think, oh, King Paul may have a hard time adjusting. I can tell you he did not. I mean, people immediately liked King Paul. And some of the reasons that they really were a big fan of King Paul was he had these unconventional methods, including, can okay. you please get into it all? Yeah, well, uh, first of all, it was with tongue, so mm-hmm. let's I was going to explain that. But well, I mean, you know, you kicked off the high council. You weren't though. You were making you were making it sound like a little peck. This yeah. was moist. Well, this was sloppy. This was like a big slug was entering your mouth. He's very efficient. He's like a, it's like a diamond drill, tongue, rather piston-like action that would perfectly fill Sticky your cylindrical piston. mouth. It was documented that you know he did kiss people with tongue and and a lot, but he preferred to kiss people full frontal with tongue. Like, oh yeah. yeah, full frontal. But I mean, people hadn't seen a king like this before. People saw kings as, you know, uppity, kind of nasty, kind of guys who so didn't care about the little man. But I can assure you, King Paul always remembered the little guy. Yeah, he was a kissy king. He would, and he would always let you stay over. Oh, yeah. Got in a fight with your wife. Maybe you had a little too much to drink. I mean, King Paul would always, always let you stay over. He said, bro, come crash on my couch. Yeah, I mean, he didn't even use blankets. He just cuddled up with his uh, with his boys, his roommates. They just kind mm-hmm. of made a flesh blanket. Yeah. We started the podcast with this fact, but I do think it's important to bring it up. Another thing that made him very popular was he had a very, a, a very beautiful and vibrant tea garden, mm-hmm. and which also had Cabbage Patch Babies. It's the first time I hear about this. Well, a Cabbage Patch Baby in the eighties it became oh. a monetized like thing, but you know back in the day, Cabbage mm-hmm. Patch Babies were just like kind of like a giant headed oval. Like, it's like basically like you know when people drop babies off at like cathedral doorsteps, King Paul would take all the babies and he put them in his garden. They just kind of live around like little. Four spirits. Yeah, and I think over time people like got this assumption that they were like some kind of weird mythical creatures, but you know they're just they maybe have... playing in cabbage. You yeah, know, they nothing have... weird about it. It's not like a you know like how the old depiction is of mandrake roots, where like these horrific old men that were like pulled out of the ground screaming. Nothing like that. Um, King Paul was also a king herper, and if you don't know what herping is, herping is uh, the act of a lot of scientists use it. A lot of people who are in, involved with biology, like, herping is the the study of amphibians, reptiles, insects, things of that nature. So herpers will often cool go stuff. out to a swamp, a bog, things like that, catch and release interesting snakes, bugs, etc. But he was the king herper. Who was the king herper? He'd hang out the bajuka bog all the time. And I mean, he was streamlining the the gene pool for all these species because um, you know he had the he had the square, the box, and the cylinder. Would go in the square, 
bat go on the cylinder. And I don't think we have to explain ourselves, but we will. We don't have to. But I don't we think will. we even should. I think if you aren't smart enough to understand good versus bad, then I mean, why, what are you doing? Why haven't you like ended? Why don't you have like off to yourself yet? Why haven't you like put yourself in a box full of ants? Exile. So yeah, there should be so many bountiful different species that we just like could not even fathom, like beautiful like creations that kind of transcend like mostly like amphibians, but also you know some reptiles, of course. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Now we have frogs and toads. There used to be so much more diverse, but you know, again, he streamlined the gene pool. He made uh, amphibians easy. Yes, yeah, easy, easy. It's easy listening. It's we like don't worry cats. anymore. Yeah. We don't worry anymore. I'm not stressed out because of King Paul. Yeah. No, exactly. And normally I would be. Yeah. So I, I mean, we had a good. They had a good couple years with King Paul. They, they really liked everything he was doing. He did a lot. He did a lot. They liked, they liked everything he was doing. And then you know, as all once great monarchs, his popularity started to decline. This started because, you know, he started micromanaging his crew. Oh. God. Don't do this. No do one like likes this. a yeah. No right. one likes a micromanager, no. but the way he was doing it was like Yeah, your hair's too long, your balls are too short. Uh stop making bread with so much yeast. Uh got gosh, stop making that infernal racket. You damn old. Okay. Well, if I if I can put myself in the shoes of one of these medieval peasants that's being micromanaged as I often do. I I am envisioning it and you know, it's like this dude's kink. He can literally command me to do whatever I want, but instead he takes this weird passive aggressive route of like micromanaging my my shit, you know? Like okay. I'm just okay. trying to Okay. I just don't think that's okay to say. I'm sorry. But I'm making bread, and you know you have this king breathing down your neck, going, mm. "Oh, I think you should make slug porridge." Yeah. Yeah, I want Doctor Scary's wriggly goodness. Yeah, so he just kind of did a lot of things like that, micromanaging the crew, and then this was controversial. He started dishing out metal blankets. Yeah, in the harsh summers, in the cold winters, again, he never forgets the little guy. He never, he never forgets. So he had um, what he called the King Paul Sheet Chandler. And this was his his movement towards uh, supplying the, the people brittle. with what they needed. Yeah, yeah, the people that they needed. The brittle with blankets. Steel blankets to keep them uh, nice and firm in these demanding uh, temperatures. And occasionally if they were really just kind of, I don't know, depressed, he'd offer them an iron wheel. He mm -hmm. says, gosh, I'm so sorry you're feeling so bad. Here's a, a steel blanket and an iron wheel Best of luck. Okay? And mm -hmm. he moves on to the next house. He's like, hi, how you doing? How's your kids? Uh, steel blanket? Iron wheel? Iron wheel? And yeah. You nice. are making it sound like he is giving them these blankets as a gift. I mean, he is... Throwing. Yeah, throwing them at, at these oh, people. yeah. I mean, he's knocking that. them over he says, as he... Beautiful does. child playing with doll. Here you go. Smash! <laughs> Decapitated. It's like, your child lost his head because he could not accept my gratitude. It was kind of like his form of like natural selection. It's like, yeah. if they can't survive mm -hmm. the steel blanket challenge or the Mr. Beast iron wheel. So, right after about the time he started dishing out these blankets, um, there was uh, a growing sentiment among the population that there needed to be just a little bit more water in town. Mm -hmm. Everyone's lips were getting a little bit too dry and King Paul wasn't doing anything about this. He kind of almost snarky, you know, he goes, he's a little like, bitchy oh, yeah, about yeah. it. You, you want water? Okay. <laughs> Here's a well in your backyard. Here's a well in your backyard. Here's a well in your backyard. Like, yeah, Oprah. He took it, he took it kind of passive aggressive. Yeah, like personally, it, it was like a little weird um, they but, were like, oh, 
thanks King Paul for all, mm-hmm. you know, he was dishing out wells like all he said. And, you know, now the once dry landscape was now extremely overwatered. And that year and the years that followed, the crops were failing because of the overwatering of yeah, that. It almost became Italy. And people were falling in. People were falling in. Uh, talk about another dangerous cylinder. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> he, I mean, this is right after he did so much for the roommate community as well. Like, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And, and another, writes, another reason that his public image dwindled was people just didn't understand the cowboy harem. Didn't, didn't get it. it. They were just so different. They're so just Catholic about it. He started getting unpopular, and then he started getting really unpopular, and this was... A little bit because he was known to consult his crystals, and that led to the dragon quests. Mm -hmm. The famed dragon quests. The famed dragon quests. So essentially, there was reports of King Paul really consulting his crystals, paying deeply, deeply, deeply very good attention to what they had to say. The crystals were telling him that there was a dragon in the nearby kingdom that they simply had to go and fetch. A real Don Quixote kind of situation, a real, I assume. A real Don Quixote situation. So he kept sending platoon after platoon after platoon of his knights, his royal guard, to, you know, go and find this dragon. Go and find me a dragon and bring it back. Go and find me the dragon. The crystals told me so. And they never came back. And the ones that did ended up in the bleach bunker, for, for Pete's sake. For Pete's sake, they ended up in the bleach bunker. And every time... You know, these are people's, like, sons, husbands, grandpas in some cases. Uh, King Paul, where are my, where, where, where is my loved ones? And he just said, well, they didn't read the signs. Mm-hmm. And, and so they're not coming back. They didn't read the signs. They got, they're, they're lost. I mean, it's, a, souls it's, are lost. it's tragic. How does a King resort to reading crystals for his, uh, for his dragon quests? And it's, well, which quest is the witch's quest? And we have to... Realized that he was born under the witch's crest. He did have a witch mother. And he a had witch. the witch's breast, too, which mm-hmm. happens when you rub two souls together. I mean, the souls of your feet, of course. Witch breast, witch breast. Witch crest. And that was also, you know, that came out in lieu of the dragon quest that he did have a witch mother. And I mean, I hate to. I'm not prejudiced, but, no. you know, the people of this time current, you know, certainly were. They didn't approve of his roommates, let's be honest. They didn't, they yeah, didn't yeah. approve of his roommates, they didn't like his With witch the mother. He's keeping, nope. And I mean, all of this, you know, really got on King Paul's nerves, and he just wasn't being true to himself. And, wasn't being true to himself. And you know that a, a good monarch cannot rule when you're not being true to himself. Yeah, he's yeah. lying to himself. That's also like. You were so cool. Like, what happened? You know, you started overcompensating with these blankets made of steel. And, like, you know, the kissing was fun at first. But now it's like, my mouth is hurting. Like, what have you been kissing? It's really sad to see someone get lost in the sauce. Dude, what happened to you? It is. And, I mean, the nail in the coffin was his perfect aim used for evil. One day, one fateful day... The clouds were looking a little too dark, and the 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 air was stirring, and something was happening. You know, everyone in town could feel it. You know, hell, even the cows were sitting down. Not the cowboys. In fact, King Paul's top cow man sprinted out of the castle one fateful afternoon. One hoof at a time. One hoof at a time. 
you know, clopping down the street, this little cowboy ran, run, 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 as fast as a cowboy can, as a harpoon from the third story of the castle arced out in a perfect arc. Oh my god, it's an Olympian throw. That wasn't even a word at the time, but it was so beautiful the way it, the light hits it in midair. As it, as it skewers this cowboy's calf. Little did the, the town folk know, I mean, they, they had hardly even seen the cowboy harem, and, you know, every time that they did, they were so confused. So why was this cowboy running? Everyone knew that King Paul loved these cows. I mean, they really loved him. He took them down to the basement, and he loved them hard. And it was so tragic to see this harpoon pierce this pure cow calf, uh, right in the calf. Uh, he yanks him up, you know, this- Give this, me a kiss! This cow harpoon had a, had a nasty, rusty Hot, chain on it. sweaty blood. Which he yanks up oh! all the way back up to the third story window. No! So let's debrief for a second. Let's go and Tarantino this. Let's bring it back. I don't want to mention him. I don't like him. But I will talk about it. One of King Paul's cowboys ran away, and in order to stop him from running away, King Paul shot a harpoon through his leg and hurled him up through the third-story window. This was in front of the town. They were not thrilled about this. It was, it was really, really, really Okay, it was really brutal, for sure. Yeah. So the people decided it's time to get rid of King Paul, execution style. <laughs> King Paul was, of course, informed of this, and he said, No, ma'am, I am the... I mean, I am, I am the king lover. I mean, I am, I am the king. king. I'm the sweetest king. I'm this. I'm definitely the king with the most sensuous virtue. And the best roommates. And the best roommates. So I see your execution, and I raise you as execution. King Paul wanted to have, instead of a classic ex- execution where you know, it's very bleak, it's very dismal. He wanted to live as long as he could. Not finish in, in one of his cowpokes. Yeah. So yeah. So he had, you know, a big sexual escapade planned in the third floor of the castle, like we previously said, and he definitely uh, finished in about thirty minutes. Yeah. So like a like a sweet episode of your favorite story. I think he definitely wanted to last longer and leave more of a historical impact, but here we are hearing about him on the back of a tea box. When you so. have such tight roommates, it's hard. It is hard. Yeah, um, hard. So, so anyways, the day came, the guillotine came out, King Paul's head was lobbed off, out popped one singular coin. And don't don't you think we won't be discussing this co- coin in the future? Mm-hmm. It's a very significant coin. In history and, you know, yeah. in the course of the story. Yeah. You know, what else is important. This week's Tales from the Lamp. Oh, they're saying prayers. When the time comes, you have to make a noise. Okay, time for the coyote coin. Now, spare you. Say you are on a dangerous trail and you happen to find some treasure on the side of the road or perhaps in a cave... A coyote coin is yours. What does a coyote coin do? Kyler, what does a coyote coin do? What does a coyote coin do? Picture this. You get one, count them, one option from two choices. When it comes to a coyote, if you possess a coyote coin, you may flick it into the air like you would a quarter, heads or tails, and you may redeem, you may redeem 30 minutes of coyote time or one coyote favor. Do you want to elaborate on what a coyote time is? If you insist, coyote time can involve one, count of one, one, of 
three, three different styles of Coyote Embrace. For number one, Coyote Embrace Love. You may cuddle a coyote and gain 30 affectionate points for mm. the rest of the summer. Mm. Coyote form number two, The Wild Hunt. This coyote will engage with you in feral combat against one animal-sized rabbit or smaller. Use it as you may. Coyote Form 3, he will offer you some advice. Coyote advice. Coyote advice? Let's branch into that. Comes in five different flavors. You get financial, well-being, emotional, marital, and video game. Kyler, if this continues to move forward in the way that it does, we'll have to re- we'll have to revisit this as a regular episode. This Hold is on. a Tales from the Lamb. Hold on, damn it. Now you Kyler, can also- you can't Hold on, damn it. You can't talk to me Hold like on. that. Please. You better make this brief. Or you can dish it in for one coyote favor. What can a coyote do? That is all dependent on the coyote's origin, background, sexual orientation, past life, future life, mother, father, granddaughter, and significant other. But typically, you can call the coyote to spot you one. Maybe move your couch. Maybe chase some chickens. Maybe herd your cattle. The choice is yours. It gives you all the power one would have over a coyote. Flip that coin and make the choice. I'm Paige Hanna. I'm Kyler Knight. And I'm Oliver Owens. Good night. Stay tight. Keep that gas lit. Uh-huh.